Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Sunny Wang. Sunny is the Director of Communications and Government Relations at Aurora Solar. In this episode, we talk about translating the language of public affairs into business language and how to best leverage public-private partnerships. One of the really interesting media trends of the last 18 months has been the proliferation of podcasts. There are now 2.5 million of them. What's been more interesting hasn't necessarily been the investment in the space, but the listening behaviors. Podcast listening is happening during work hours, and more and more people are listening to news and information content. A recent study by the Cantor Group shows that 83% of surveyed employees want to hear from their company leadership via podcast. When you compare that number, 83%, with the fact that 37% of Americans, adults 12 plus, listen to a podcast in the last month, your employees are dramatically over-indexing as podcast consumers. Creating audio content for internal employee engagement is one of the few popular consumer behaviors that a business can actually implement. As you'll hear in a few moments, Sunny has to navigate state and local level government nuances. There are academic partnerships to highlight. Sunny and the team at Aurora do a great job of translating this information, but many companies struggle to re-communicate this type of content for non-technical colleagues. A 10-minute podcast once a week, or even once a month, where company leadership talks about the nuances and implications of the work can go a long, long way. It allows for a very human way to go a little bit deeper and to explain the category a little bit more. Podcasts are an amazing format for addressing questions, to interview internal and external stakeholders, partners, clients, and investors. Bentley is an audio platform for business, and we believe that your company audio content should live where you do business. With Venly, you can seamlessly manage and privately share your company audio content to channels like Slack or embedded on an intranet. You can also share that content to email, social media, and PDF for external stakeholders. All of the content is shared in players that are custom branded as your company and with enterprise-grade analytics. Are you curious about how audio can play a role in how you communicate and message company stakeholders? Email me directly at brian at venly.co. That's brian, B-R-I-A-N, at venly, V-E-N-N-L-Y dot C-O. And now, the awesome Sunny Wang. Hi, Sunny. Hi. Sunny Wang is the Director of Government and Nonprofit Relations at Aurora Solar, a technology company working to accelerate rooftop solar adoption and creating pathways for clean energy to be more affordable and accessible for everyone. Prior to Aurora, she was the assistant director and advisory board member of a new interdisciplinary research initiative at Stanford University, which she co-led from conception to launch in four short months. Sunny began her career in the public sector while completing her BA in public administration with a minor in communications for California State University of Fullerton. She received her master's in public policy from Johns Hopkins University. Sunny, thanks again for being with me. Thank you for having me, Brian. So for those who aren't familiar, we read just a little bit about in the bio, but what is Aurora Solar? What's the product and who do you sell it to? Yeah, Aurora Solar is a software company headquartered in San Francisco, California. We develop digital solutions for residential and commercial solar installers that support them from the beginning to the very end of a solar design and sales cycle. So from lead capture all the way to financing and installation. For those that aren't super familiar with Solar's workflow, using Aurora, installers are able to conduct a site assessment remotely versus having to travel um, in person and climb on roofs, which is something that we've been doing for a very long time. They're able to easily and accurately determine 
how many panels will fit on a roof, how much energy that specific system will produce, um, you know, how much money their customers will save every month by going solar within minutes. So essentially, Aurora runs all the calculations and automates a lot of the work for our customers, saving them weeks worth of time. Like most young companies, you've worn several hats, including communications and very early on chief of staff at the company. Your work right now is predominantly in government relations. And we joked before this that solar is the rare nonpartisan issue because there's a large economic opportunity in the category. What goes into your work in government relations? Because you're not lobbying as part of your role. Yeah, great question. And correct, Aurora doesn't lobby Congress or any level of government. I'm not seeking to influence um, an elected official. So my work in government relations is really focused on two main things. One is staying informed and keeping a pulse on rulemaking activities for our customers and for Aurora's internal teams, right? Because for better or for worse, solar industry moves very much with policy. And two is to be an active member of our industry, building relationships, coming to the table and engaging with different stakeholders. And where we can, we help inform decision makers, you know, making sure that they have the right information to make the best decision for consumers, for the market, you know, and to reach clean energy goals. I think because we live and breathe solar modeling, energy production, bill savings, payback periods, all of that, we're in a unique position to be able to help paint a pretty good picture of what the outcomes will look like for different proposed changes. And yeah, I think that solar is absolutely bipartisan. It is one of the fastest growing industries in America. Um, solar jobs are expected to reach 400,000 by 2030. And any time an industry can provide good paying jobs, you know, highlight innovation and spur economic growth, it's going to garner support from any side, I'd argue. Well, have you been able to successfully and effectively communicate Aurora's value like to the solar market? So we have the government actors and that's clear, but now you have the market that you need to sell into. What are some of the best practices that you've developed around that? Yeah, um, you know, nothing beats getting across the value of a product better than a test drive for our customers, right? So once Aurora is in the hands of the installer, they know immediately the value of our software and how Aurora fits into their workflow and business operation. Um, in terms of what we've done, for marketing team, um, in addition to traditional marketing activities like and you know participating in industry trade shows, Aurora also takes an educational approach to communicate our value. You know, we're constantly developing and providing content that is informative. You know, we have a robust blog with articles ranging from solar one-on-one topics for people who are just getting into the industry, all the way to how to sell solar and storage more effectively. We also host webinars regularly. And at the beginning of stay-at-home orders last year, our marketing team actually put together a resource center for our customers, you know, and word gets out too. And we created a space for the industry to come together virtually to share resources and insights through our Empower Summit, which is now an annual event. And I'm always looking for opportunities to collaborate with state solar associations. So that's also another way of getting the word out there. Yeah. And I have collaborated with several of them in the past, including California's and Oregon's. 
the policy stuff can be full of jargon uh, and really insidery. How do you think about translating the government work to internal and external stakeholders who aren't as familiar with the government motions? Are there common questions or themes that your colleagues have about your work in government? Yeah, I agree. Policy can be full of jargon. Uh, It's also not written in the same way that we communicate to each other day to day. Um, Then you tack on the technical terms that come with electricity generation and solar And then it gets even harder to understand, especially for people without a technical background. And I can relate to that because I myself don't have one. So many times the way I approach my work is asking and answering, what does this mean for my audience in very plain English, right? What is changing? Who's going to be affected? And to what degree? And then whenever I can, I find that it's really helpful sharing the information in a context that is familiar for my audience or, you know, translating it through concrete examples that help provide a baseline. And to quickly touch on your second point, if I get any reoccurring questions or themes from my coworkers, it's usually from um, more of the new team members joining. And it's exactly what you had just touched on earlier, which is, do I do lobby work? (laughs) And I don't. This is just an observation, but outside looking into other companies that have similar roles, maybe they're actually doing lobbying. There seems to be a department that handles public affairs and they send an email to the rest of the team, like an update from Capitol Hill, that type of thing. And it's relatively low engagement because the translation of Capitol Hill to just a regular employee colleague, like it doesn't work. Have you found that there's certain content formats or channels internally that helped to share the the wisdom that you're accruing with the rest of your teammates? Yeah, I've started putting together quick memos that I had actually learned in grad school that summarizes a lot of the repeated information that you find and distilling it in very easy and digestible short formats for people internally. We right now are more focused on what's happening at the local level because that is what impacts us much, much sooner than anything that can be happening on the Hill. In the bio, we read your prior experience at uh, Stanford University. Can you talk a little bit about your partnerships in academia? How have you leveraged those relationships? Because academia doesn't always move super fast. And so there's this push and a pull between the credibility that you glean from an academic partnership, but also the pressure that a growth stage startup might feel to move as fast as possible. Yeah, we have um, partnerships across all sectors, so academia, nonprofit, and government, actually. Um, And right now, Aurora is being used in some college classrooms as a learning tool. And we're also one of the sponsors of the Department of Energy Solar District Cup Collegiate Design Competition, where we provide access to our software and customized training for the student teams, right? These are just a couple examples of our partnerships. And if any of our listeners out there have an idea or suggestion on how Aurora can help um, give back or support communities with their product or network, like please find me on LinkedIn, like I'm all years. Yeah, there's definitely a tight balancing act that I have to do between time spent on these partnerships and the pressures of being in a high growth company. And because of that, we have to be realistic about which partnerships and how many we can take on. Now, having said that, like whenever there's an opportunity to collaborate across sectors and we're able to identify clear impact, I always try to juggle them with my deadline. 
to be very honest, I haven't spent too much time thinking about how I can be leveraging these relationships more, partly because of bandwidth. And, um, you know, it's a side project that Aurora supports and our motivation is more educational and supporting solar's growth wherever it originates. You know, and as you had mentioned earlier, like I started out in the public sector and spent quite some time at Stanford. And so I've always thought even early on, like, why aren't all our sectors, you know, that keep everything running, collaborating more? So anytime that I can, I try to facilitate that. I will say, though, it, like, it does bring joy and it does boost team spirit within Aurora, you know, and it also doesn't hurt to be identified as the solar software of choice by installers and also by not-for-profit organizations. I'll get you out on this question. Um, it's really more of a comment that I'd like you to react to, but it feels like public-private partnerships are something of a holy grail and everyone wants to do them it seems like everyone benefits from the right type of public-private partnership, but then you, the implementation feels murky. Like, what are we all getting out of this? What is the dream scenario? Like, as you think about heading into 2022 with these public-private partnerships, what, what does Aurora get? And what does maybe an academic partner or a government partner get out of that type of relationship? What is the dream set up for everybody? Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's a really good question. And I do think about it regularly, and I'm still trying to sort that out. And I think that every private and public partnership is going to be different as it should be, right? Because whatever that you're trying to solve, whether it's trying to figure out, is this the best method to go? Or if you're doing a huge study about CO2 emissions, if you were to install solar, um, or like, you know, increasing the number of solar installations and how they can help the environment or, you know, doing a case study mapping out, okay, for this district area, if we were to combine different installations and storage, how would that impact that community solar, you know, energy use? It's all going to be different. An ideal scenario, I think, it would be to be able to scale our support to different ventures. Right, depending on what they need. Now, that is going to take a lot of time because it does require a lot of customization. But, you know, hopefully, not just at Aurora, but I think in general, if corporations or, you know, someone connects the dots and helps do that work for private companies because they don't have the bandwidth or the resources or, you know, the, the mind space to do it, if someone helps connect those dots for them. I really do think that we would be better off as a society. Sunny, thank you again uh, for joining me today and for the amazing wisdom. For those who want to take you up on your offer and reach out on LinkedIn, what would be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, um, my handle on LinkedIn is Sunny, the number two and the number four. Super easy. Um, I'm pretty sure you can also just search for Aurora Solar and I will pop up. Thanks again for being with me today. Thank you for having me.